Bibles open up to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. In the next few moments, uh, it has... Uh, I, I love the times that the Lord wakes me up talking to me. And uh, He would probably wake me up talking to me more if I would be more diligent in spending time talking to Him. Amen. Do I have any friends in the house? I could just use a little more time with the Lord. Amen. And so uh, uh, Tuesday night we began a series on going through the Gospels. And uh, for me, people ask me what type of preacher I am, what type of pastor you are. Over the years, I'm a very topical preacher. God speaks to me. I'm interested in things. And the way the Lord speaks to me and works with me is through topics. But beginning this year and, and starting the year brand new, I felt the Lord speaking to me about going through the Gospels, walking through the Gospels. So Tuesday night we started a verse-by-verse walk through the Gospels in, in the harmony of the Gospels, not each one verse-by-verse, but them in chronological order in the life of Christ and the ministry of the Lord. So we started that Tuesday night. And then something, I woke up Sunday morning, I mean Wednesday morning, and the Lord just speaking this to me. It's some areas we preach about before, but it's like God just, just fired this back up on the inside of me for something that He wants us to hear this morning and wants us to know. And as we said um, uh, for the beginning of the year, that I felt that this is a year where we went through the Lord's Prayer at the very beginning and, and walked through that verse by verse on Sunday mornings, but I felt the Lord saying that for this year, a key word for us and for the church is that part of the Lord's Prayer where Jesus prayed, and lead us not into temptation. And I believe part of that temptation is for us to become something that would, other than what God ordained us to be. How many know you have an adversary named the devil? People don't want to acknowledge it. People don't want to believe in hell anymore. They want to believe that there's a true devil. But there really is. There's an adversary of your soul. And the Bible says he goes around seeking whom he may devour. And he is a, the God of deception. He's the father of lies. And the Bible gives us a lot of warning. Jesus gives us a lot of admonition and, and insight on how to live so as not to be deceived. Are you with me? It's so important that we understand that. But God has an ordained purpose for our lives. And last week we ministered to you the message on impacting your world that I believe every one of us. You look at the life of Pastor Cole and he impacted his world. He made an impact on his world. He didn't just pass through. He, he, he passed through with purpose. God has purpose for every one of our lives. And it's not just for the pastors. It's not just for the key people. And I shared last, last Saturday was a tragedy. I don't know about you. When, when, and, and they've been playing all week. They've been doing the tribute to Whitney Houston. But I'm telling you, it is sad when a life ends prematurely that is that gifted. And, and a life that could have had so much potential for kingdom purpose. And then they go back to the place they remember her life is back where she started in the house of God. The first time she ever opened her voice and sang was in the house of God and brought down the house because there was an anointing placed upon her life. And, but, but yet other things come in and other, the, the devil loves to steal and to rip God's purpose off from his people. And to lead you down a path and sow tares into your life and seed into your life that produces a counterfeit harvest. And then if he can, if he, if he can't abort life, I'm just preaching my message without ever getting to it. But if he can't abort life in the womb, he will try to kill it prematurely. We have young people dying and, and things going on. And so it, to me, it breaks my heart when I see somebody at that age and so much potential. My heart just grieved because you think of all that could have been done through that life and all that God had ordained for that life, yet somehow ripped off. Amen? Look at the cover of your outline. Each of us has more potential within us to make an impact in the life than we realize. The only limit to what God can do through a life surrendered to His will is our faith to believe in God and to believe in ourselves the way He believes in us. Let me just tell you, God believes greatly in you. When God sees you today, He believes in you because He knows the potential that can flow out of your life if you would ever agree with His Word. Not anything else, just you agreeing with the Word of God. The Scriptures are filled with accounts where God comes to reveal to man the potential He has within Himself through faith in God's Word. Think about all the times that God shows up and declares a leadership role to men and women of God and they don't think they're worthy, but yet they just choose to agree with what God says anyway and God does great things within them and through them and it impacts their world. 
It's always been there in the man, but for some reason he cannot see it. Circumstances and surroundings, people and relationships, time and age. And the excuses and the reasons are unending, yet the potential is there for the Word to become. For the Word to become. John chapter 1, if you're there. John chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. It talks, goes in and talks about John being the witness of that. Look down at verse 12. And it says, but it, verse 11, And he came to his own as the light of the world, and his own did not receive him. Verse 12, But as many as received him gave he the, the right or the power to become. Everybody say, to become. Gave them the power to become the sons of God. God has given us the power to become the sons of God. Amen. And to those who believe in his name. Verse 13, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So there is a birthing of God that is available to each and every one that will receive Him. Verse 14, and the Word became, everybody say became. Watch this, the Word became flesh. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Look at the bottom of the front of your outline there. John reveals to us. In the beginning comments of his, go- excuse me, of his gospel. That the purpose of the word of God has always been to become. In the beginning the word became all things created. God said and it became. became. If you read Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning God said and it was. God said and it became. God said let there be light and it became light. The word became light. Are you with me this morning? God declared His Word and it became what He declared it to be. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 that the worlds were framed not by things seen but by unseen things, by the spoken Word of God. The Word has always been ordained to become. In verse 12, he says that we've been given power to become sons of God. In verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That which was from beginning, the word of life. That which we saw, First John chapter, or First uh, John's epistle, the epistle of First John at the, towards the end of your Bible. John says it like this: That which was from the beginning, which we beheld, the life of God, life from the beginning. The word became life and dwelt among us. Some of you are going to hear this morning. It's going to be transformational for your life. It's always been the purpose of the word. To become the question comes to us and ask, what are we allowing to the word to become in us? As a Christian, as a believer, people ask you, Are you a believer? Yes, I am. Well, what are you a believer in? Well, I believe in the word of God. Well, if you believe in the word of God, the only way to prove that you believe the word of God is to receive the word of God sown into your heart. And if I believe the word of God is true and I allow it to be sown into my heart, then the word must become. What is it supposed to become? Whatever it is declared to be. When God said, be light, it became light. When He said, be ground, it became ground. When He said, be stars and moon, it became stars and moon. What has the Word been declared to become in your life? It must be that. Well, I believe the Bible. Good. Have you received the Word? Yeah. Then if you've received it, sown in your heart, what is it becoming? I don't know. Well, then maybe I need to back up and see if I've received yet. Because if I've received, then I've conceived. And if the Word is life, then life's been sown inside of me. And that life is growing. And that life is going to come out of me. Somebody ought to shout amen. It has to happen, guys. It has to happen. Stay with me. Now, if you would, do we have any small children in here this morning? It's all right, son. You look old enough to me. I can see your hand from the crowd. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise God. Because I'm going to say some things this morning that need to be said. I'm going to talk about things, that, and, and, and I'm not saying it to be rude or crude, but as we get toward the conclusion this morning, I want you to hear, because I believe the devil is a deceiver. I believe there is deception in the earth today. And part of that deception has kept the body of Christ from thinking. And it's kept us from receiving, and it's kept us from conceiving. Therefore, we're not producing any life. 
Amen. It's always been the Word's purpose to become. What are we allowing the Word to become in us? What happened? Let me ask you, what happens when we actually become people of the Word? I'm going to say it to you like this. We went into a faith slump. It's time to revive the Word of faith again. Time to once again be a people of faith. What is a people? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So if I'm hearing the Word of God, faith is going off on the inside of me. Not not faith that is misdirected, not faith that is self-indulgent, but faith that believes to see the life that's planted on the inside of me grow into fruition and come out and produce the harvest that God ordained for to be. Amen. So watch this. People who hear, believe, and receive the Word according to God's expected intention for it in our lives. That's what happens. Most will live their lives trying to discover their purpose for being and never realize that there is available to them the unlimited potential of God's Word to become. Every young person in here, listen to me. You're on the verge. You're launching out. You're going for life. What are you going to become? God's Word declares you unlimited potential. If we just get God, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to shape my life. All I want to be is soil that you can speak your word into and let the harvest that you ordain for my life come out of my life. Hallelujah. The challenge everybody faces is the choice between what we can become on our own through our own natural abilities or to receive His word sown in our heart and become the fullness of His expected harvest for our lives. Every one of us. Every person in this room, you can go live your life and you can make a nice life. You can make a nice living. You can do everything else. But that will be so far below. Let me go back to Brother Sharwan. He could have been a doctor in, in India. You have or you have not. There is no middle class. There's no middle class tax break. There's no middle class income. There, there's, no, there, there's no minimum wage. There's none of the benefits or entitlements that we think in America that we deserve. You either have or you have not. You either come from a place where your father makes 30 cents a week and he can't afford 10 cents a month for you to go to school and you decide I'm going to be something other than this. I will make something out of my life and you are driven by an eternal drive on the inside of you. But then when you have it and you could be and you could live above the crust of humanity and you could have a comfortable life, something inside of you says... Throw all that away. Set all that aside. And give yourself away to help the lost, the broken, the hurting, and the discarded in this city. And I tell you, greater is a man that chooses to do that than the man that chooses to live above. Are you with me this morning? Think about this. So you can make what you want. From the beginning, God's intention was for us to become Man was and we are created to receive and concede the life of God's Word. We receive faith, life, vision, and revealed purpose by receiving the implanted Word sown into our hearts. That's how you already said, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Turn with me, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 3. Is anybody sensing this this morning besides me? Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14, watch this. Listen what Paul prays and speaks in the heart. Listen to the potential of God's Word being sown into your heart. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit. Where? In your inner man. Woo! That Christ may what? Dwell in your hearts. How? Through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love. Now watch it. May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works. Well, the power that works where? Yeah. 
So if I'm a believer, then the Word of God gets on the inside of me. And if the Word of God really gets on the inside of me, then there's a power on the inside of me that God has ordained by the seed of His Word to come out of us that is transformational, that impacts our world. Doesn't just leave us as we are. Glory to God. God's will for humanity. Go, go with me to Colossians. You're there. Turn a couple more pages to your right. Colossians chapter 1. <coughs> Pastor friend of mine, Mark Filkey, I've got it probably 10 years ago, got the book from him that he wrote. I, I love this title. Great title. I'm pregnant and I know who the father is. It's awesome. I'm pregnant and I know who the Father is. I'm pregnant with the seed of heaven. I'm pregnant with eternal life. Christ is in me being formed on the inside of me. Eternal seed has been planted in the womb of my spirit. Woo! Yeah. Hallelujah. And he's not going to be an absentee dad. He's not going to abandon the seed that he planted. Somebody ought to shout amen. Yeah. Colossians chapter 1. Watch this. Verse 27. Colossians 1. 27. To them God willed to make known. Paul talking about preaching to the Gentiles. I've said it. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ where? Christ in you the hope of glory. So if I'm a believer, if I'm a Christian, then something should be getting somewhere in me. Something should be down on the inside of me, taking root and growing. Watch this. God's will for humanity is revealed in Genesis 1. He formed the earth on the third day and then formed man out of third day soil. Do you remember in the beginning it says God formed man out of the dust of the earth. On the third day He created the earth. And they said this is what He ordained for the earth to do. The earth was created to receive seed planted into it, and then for that seed to reproduce after its own kind. You can read it starting in Genesis 1 verse 11. That, that the earth, He called it forth out of the waters, the earth came out, and then you ordained that you will receive seed, and it will reproduce after its own kind. And then when He made man, He reached into that third day soil of perfection, three being the number of perfection, and, and, and He formed man out of third day soil. And then everything in the Word of God that speaks of God's Word is seed. It's so it can be planted in your heart. You're formed out of the substance that can receive seed sown into it. And that seed will reproduce after its own kind. Wisdom comes when we as men and women of God turn to choose to listen only to the seed of God's Word and not to the counterfeit seed of the lies of this world. I've had enough of that seed. I've had enough of counterfeit harvest. I've had enough of the lie. I'm going to live to be good ground. Have good seed sown on the inside of me. And once it's sown, you can't stop it. The devil knows it. And that's why he wars against it. Is anybody feeling this but me? Yeah. Go with me to Colossians chapter 1. Let me read this to you out of the Amplified Bible. Why the Amplified Bible? Because it needs to be louder. Verse 4, chapter 1, verse 4. For we have heard of your faith in Jesus Christ. Listen, the leaning of your entire human personality on Him in absolute trust and confidence in His power. Wisdom and goodness. And of the love which you have shown for all the saints, God's consecrated one. Because of the hope of experiencing what is laid up, reserved and waiting... For you in heaven, of this hope you heard in the path, in the message of the truth of the gospel. So words were spoken to you. Words were spoken to you. You allowed them to get in you, and it birthed faith and hope. Faith and hope came alive inside of you. By words spoken to you. Now watch this. In the message of the gospel, verse 6, which has come to you indeed in the whole world. That gospel, listen to the, this is powerful. Listen to the Amplify. That gospel is bearing fruit and is still growing. Yeah. 
by its own inherent power. The Word of God is a seed that has self-contained power. Its own inherent power. And it has power to reproduce after its own kind. Every seed. You plant your garden this week, no matter what it is, you pull that seed out. The reason you can put that seed in the ground by faith is because you know that there is power contained in that seed to reproduce after its own kind. It will not lie to you. It will not say carrot and make turnip. It will not say celery and produce rhubarb. Or it will not say strawberry and produce rhubarb and you've got to make it taste like a strawberry. Amen. Amen. It will reproduce after its own kind. And Paul said, you received the word. Listen to what he's saying to the church. You, you heard the word of the gospel and somehow it got inside of you and it is bearing fruit by the power it contains in itself. If you can hear me this morning, child of God, that if the word of God ever gets down on the inside of you, it will begin to grow and it will choke out every doubt. It will choke out every fear. It will erase every question. It will remove every lie of the enemy and you'll go, wait a minute, there is life on the inside of me. Christ, the hope of glory, abides on the inside of me. And God is revealing to me beyond everything that I could ever dream or imagine or hope to see the expanse of His kingdom and the glory of His grace towards me. Hallelujah! Or you just go to church go, Amen. And can. Every person's life is producing according to the seed being planted in their heart. Everybody look up here. Your life is producing according to the seed that's being planted in your heart. That's it. Nothing else. The seed planted in your heart. Every seed reproduces after its own kind. I've said it over the years, over and over and over. I'll say it again. Write it down again. On, on, in your notes right there, write it down. All word is seed. All word is seed. All word is seed. And every seed reproduces after its own kind. You hang around with grumblers. Let, let me just help. Let me do this. How, how many of you have parents... Have noticed your children, no, I didn't say how many are, I said how many of you, but that's me, excuse me, anyway, okay, listen, you've noticed, you, you begin to notice a change in your children, and the first thing you begin to ask is, who are you hanging around with? Because you start noticing a change in their character, their behavior, and in their speech. So wait a minute. Who have you been listening to? Amen. It's kind of like this. If you raise your kids in church and your kids have never heard you cuss, where'd they hear that? Kind of like this. Why is education so important? Why is it maybe important for you to be a homeschooler or invest in putting your children in Christian school? Because, watch this, watch this, watch this. If you don't get this, how important are words? Why do you think every deviated concept of our society wants to be taught in our public schools? Because all word is seed. All word is seed. And that seed will produce a harvest and that harvest will shape the understanding and the thoughts and the concepts of the minds of your children. And they will think according to the seed that's been planted in your heart. That's why the Bible says that don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You need to hear the seed of God's word. You need to pay the price. You need to step up to the plate because somebody is out to destroy your life, out to destroy the life of your children and it will cost you everything. It is worth it. I don't care if you have to push a car to the store. I don't care if you have to wear clothes from the Salvation Army. I don't care what it costs. The life of your children Amen. is worth it. 
because you will pay on the front end or the back end. Now sometimes this morning I wrestled with God over this message. Because I said, God, I feel a little bit like Jeremiah this morning. I said, could you please give me some Joel Osteen messages? So I just tell everybody how nice they are and they like me. Because Jeremiah said, Je- Jeremiah said this. He, he said, I'm tired of it. Every time I preach, I, I feel like there's an opposition that comes back to me. So I'm not going to speak anymore. And you try to shut it up. And then it becomes a fire in your bone. And say, I'm not going to let it happen. I'm going to speak. And I'm going to preach the Word of God. Amen. Listen to me this morning, church. Listen. Your life is producing according to the seed being planted in your heart. Every thought we have is a harvest off of the words that have been planted in our heart. Just go ahead and hang around some grumblers. Get around complaining people. Oh, you know what? I'll tell you what I think. Blah, blah, blah. Would you just shut up and go do something? Just go away. Do something. Come on, make some. Well, that'll never work. Good. We didn't ask you to do it anyway. Are you with me? How many, you've, you've had people around. You share your vision. You share faith. Well, I don't think that one. Can I tell you one thing about God? Don't shout me down. The temptation, listen to this. Please hear this. The temptation we faith is to become less than what the Word reveals we can become and to call the less greater. Hear that again. The temptation is to become less then what the Word of God declares you can become, and then to be called the less greater. If you're called in this building to give your life for the Gospel, you can't disobey the call and create a good life and give a lot of money to God and call the less greater. Are you listening to me? multitudes have bought into the lie. The devil comes along and sows the counterfeit seed. Well, you don't have to do that. If you do this, this will be just as good as doing that. In fact, it will be greater because you could have gone yourself, but by doing this, you will actually empower more to go. So instead of going as one, you will have sent more. But God didn't ask for your more. He asked for the one of your life. And out of the one of your life sown, He would bring more out of the seed sown than out of what you try to give in its place. God never sees us according to what we are, but according to what we can become or produce when we receive the seed of His Word sown into the soil of our heart. He knows the power that is contained in the seed of His Word. When God sees you, all He sees is what you become when you receive His Word. He, he, that's why he said, that's why Jeremiah put it in there earlier, 29-11. I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you. Thoughts of good and not of evil. Thoughts to give you a hope and a future because I know the word that I've declared concerning you. And when I see you, I see you as a soil that I form to receive my word and bring forth the harvest of my word. I don't see your failure. I don't see your path. I see soil that is being conditioned to receive my seed. And all I will ever see in you is the harvest I ordained for your life even if you deny me your whole life and go to hell all I will ever have seen for your life is the soil that I created to receive my seed if you come short of it you'll never change my view of you I see you as I formed you and with my purpose for your life the key is to bring our hearts and lives into agreement with the word it is For it is the seed that contains the harvest of all that we desire to become. Everything man is looking for in life is in the Word. Everything you're looking for is in the Word of God. Everything. I don't have time to read it. How many have know enough about the virgin birth? Everybody know something about the virgin birth? Got a general idea? God's word to Mary was this. I don't have time to read the scriptures. You shall receive and bring forth life by my word. Not not by anything natural. The power, Gabriel said, the power of the Most High, the Holy Spirit, is going to come upon you and you're going to receive seed in your womb. The word 
is going to be a seed that will become conceived in your womb. And that seed, that Word, will produce the Son of God. And so, wait, wait, wait. So when God says to you, I, Psalms 107 verse 20, the Lord sent His Word and healed them. Well, I just don't know if it's the Lord's will for me to be healed. Just don't say stupid stuff like that. Because if the Word of God is powerful enough for one woman... To say, be it unto me according to your word. And, and that word can take root in a physical womb and produce a living son of God. Yeah. Then God's word is powerful enough to get planted in the womb of your spirit and produce faith to produce your healing, to produce your deliverance, to produce your protection over every area of your life. Somebody give him a praise this morning. Tired of the Word of God being watered down, diminished, made of none effect. Jesus said, you, through your tradition, have made the Word of God of no effect. You've stripped it of its power. you put all kinds of ceremony and pomp and circumstance around it. You've given it all kinds of definition. You study it this way. You study it that way. You have your view. But you have no power. God's Word is a Word of power. Paul said, I'm coming to you not in the enticing words of man's wisdom, but I'm coming to you in the demonstration and the power of the Holy Ghost that your faith wouldn't be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Somebody shout Amen. Amen. Well, I don't know if the Holy Ghost is for today. Would you please be quiet? You say, why? Because there's another word where Jesus said, when you say stupid stuff, Stupid's used a lot in the book of Proverbs, so I'm scriptural. He says, when you say the wrong things about the Holy Ghost, you are in jeopardy of blasphemy. The Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, that's not for today. Oh. Ooh. Listen to me. Listen to me. Look at the inside of page 2. Wow. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Let, let me just say this again. Let, let me just say this again. And, and, and I'm not saying this because I want to go long this morning. In fact, I'll start and stop and we'll pick this up next week. But let me say this. Today, people have no time for God. We have no time for God. I have. Right now, people are shutting down. It's 12 o'clock. People are shutting down. Because you have plans greater than the Word. There, there's something that will have a higher value. I've scheduled my day. I have this. I have that. But you've already had your whole week. God asked you for one day out of your week to give to Him, to be in the Word. You want to see a revival in America? Let the church turn the clocks off. Let the people of God say, Preacher, bring it until we get it. Yeah. Well, you're not ready, so we're going to quit here in just a minute. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Listen. It's always been the purpose of the Word. Excuse me. i got to get over I didn't turn. Mary's response was, Be it unto me according to your Word. We receive everything from God in the exact same way. His Word is sown into the soil of our hearts and it grows in His birth as His life and purpose through it. Look down at the next point. Hear me this morning. I wanted to get to this. I have to finish with this. Every attack in your life comes for the sake of, for the, sake of the life contained in the Word of God. Every attack in your life comes for the sake of the life that is contained in the Word of God. Every attack against your life. People say, I just feel like I'm under attack. Yeah. Because there is seed of life has been sown into your womb. If you, if you watch the, the life of Mary and Joseph, as soon as it was heard, the Lord said, get out of here. People will try to kill it. Get out of here. Get out of here. Go here. Oh, oh, oh Herod's going to come. Go over into Egypt. 
attack immediately. When, when, when uh, 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 the wise men came two years after the birth of Jesus, Herod goes, Hey, oh, so what about time was that birth? What, what, what was about the time that you first saw the star? Tell me so I can go worship. How many know the devil's a liar? You know, and so then he goes back, and because he doesn't know the exact time, he chooses to kill every seed born two years old and under. The devil's number one goal and mission is to abort life in the in of the word before it can come to full term in your heart. Jesus in the most powerful. Listen, Jesus said to his disciple when he said the parable of the sower, and he says, "Hey, hey." If you don't get this, you won't understand anything else. The disciples say, explain to us the parable of the sower. He says, if you don't understand this, you won't understand any of the others. And so he says, the sower, the seed is the Word of God. And the sower is the one who declares and preaches the Word of God. The soil is the hearts of men. And the conditions of the soil are the attacks that come against the Word to keep it from producing the life that it contains on the inside of it. When the Word of God is sown by the wayside, immediately the enemy comes to steal the Word sown in their heart. If he can't get it immediately, he'll bring persecution and affliction. And if he can't burn it out, then the next thing he'll do, he'll begin to choke it out with the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things. And that's where 99.9% of the church has the Word of God start. You're on fire for God. Then pretty soon you become caring about the world just a little too much. Pretty soon you want a little bit more of this, and you want a little bit more of that, and you care too much about your life, and you're no longer willing to lay down your life and forsake all and follow Christ. And then you just have to fall into some form of power Powerless religion. Yeah, I said that. Amen. Now listen, stay with me. I'll show it to you. If he cannot kill it in the womb of your spirit, he will try to kill it prematurely. There are many of you in this room that the devil sowed counterfeit seed to get you to kill the vision that God put in your life. If he can't immediately abort it in the womb of your spirit, if he can't kill it in the womb, he'll try to destroy it prematurely. I'm sorry, Whitney Houston was a seed that was aborted prematurely. Died prematurely. I think of so many great... It goes back, watch this. It, I think about... Think of that, watch. Elvis Presley in his 40s, man. The guy, the, the guy knew his root. Whitney Houston, they, they played a clip from one of her interviews with one of the new... Maybe Diane Sawyer, forget it what it was. And, she, and they asked her, what do you want for your daughter? And it comes out of her mouth, I want her to be a woman of God. She said, I want my daughter to be a woman of God. So that means something was eating at her on the inside that somehow she knew she had moved away from something, but yet that truth was pulling at her. Elvis, after every concert, after being inebriated, would stay up every night in the hotel room and would make his band be in there. And he would stay up till the wee hours of the morning singing gospel hymns. Are you listening to me this morning? I'm just talking to you about real life. The truth. Think about this. His mission is to get you to abort the Word. To believe that you cannot conceive. To see yourself as barren and non-productive in the kingdom. There are so many of you and Christians I've run into over the year and pastoring, trying to encourage them. People say, well, I just don't believe God can use me. I don't believe this. A counterfeit seed of doubt. And God tries to get the word of faith on the inside of you. You can do all things. Help me. The man comes and Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. With God, all things are possible. God tries to get it down on the inside of you. Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, it'll be done for you. And then we go, well, I, I don't know. Somebody, you've heard other seed too long. Jesus spoke the parable. He said that the, the farmer went out and he sowed good seed in the ground. And at night an enemy came and sowed tares amongst the wheat. Are you with me this morning? I said, Pastor, why are you preaching like this? Because it is life and death. It is life and death to get it right. And he brings us to a place where we think we have to rely upon others to produce what we need spiritually. My goal as your pastor is not to do this for you. It's to get you to believe God for yourself. 
so that you can lead others to believe God for themselves. It's to make you disciples so you can make disciples. That's my job, is to equip you to do. Not to equip you to hear. You're not equipped to hear. Hearing isn't doing. Wait, wait, wait. I will meddle some more. Multitudes of Christians equate hearing with being. What makes you a Christian? I go hear sermons. So's the devil. He came here today. He goes to church. Every time Jesus went to church, he manifested. Amen. I'm waiting for the day he starts manifesting here. Some of you will freak out. It would be awesome. I'm loving it. Amen. That's it. Stay with me. I have to close right here. His greatest fear is you becoming pregnant with the Word of God. How does He keep you from becoming pregnant with the same Word? With the Word? The same way He kills in the natural. Every child aborted in the womb is a destiny destroyed that had the potential of doing damage to the kingdom of hell. Every child. Every child born. The Word of God says over and over, Before I formed you, I ordained you to be. Before I formed you, I ordained you. Paul said, I, Paul, an apostle, ordained from my mother's womb. Jeremiah, prophet ordained from his mother, called from before. Amen. Think about this. Roe v. Wade, 1973. Passed. In that time, we're pushing 50 million babies aborted since 1973 in America. 50 million destinies aborted. 50 million, never seen the light of the womb, outside the womb. To where a mother's womb has become one of the most unsafe places, one of the most violent places in our nation. What does that mean? That, that means there are over, in that time, what is that? That is uh, 1970, 39 years. Is that 39 years? 1973, 73, nine, yeah. 39 years. 39 years, 50 million, over 10 million murders a year. And nobody in prison for it. Nobody in prison for it. Don't shout me down. Every life is stamped with purpose in God and the devil knows it. Your life, my friend, is stamped with purpose. Your life is stamped with purpose. Cole talks about going into juvenile hall. We see young people coming to the youth group, get fired up. We watch kids when we had our Christian school for 13 years, be raised up here, go to Christian school, on fire for God, doing things. And then the next thing you know, juvenile hall, they're going, hey, Pastor Cole. Dude, what happened? A lie. The devil trying to abort the purpose of God in their life. The devil trying to, if he couldn't get it initially, then he's going to die prematurely. Are you with me this morning? Hear me. If he cannot kill it in the womb, he will try to destroy it through lies, deception, and by sowing counterfeit seed to lead you down a path of destruction. What happened to Whitney Houston? She just got led down a path of destruction. We shouldn't be judging. We should be grieving that nobody had the spiritual fortitude. Nobody from her path, nobody in her presence could come up to her and say, Whitney, my God, you need to be delivered. God sent me here to deliver you, not for you to die. God loves you. He cares about you. Where are the prophets of our day not the ones who stand on TV not the ones who just preach and declare different. where are the people that love God where are the rescuers say hey, pastor why are you mad oh no big deal just a life it was only a life hallelujah he seeks to break your heart and crush your spirit with the pain of a counterfeit harvest. I made mistakes before I got saved. And the devil has used the pain of me yielding to counterfeit seed from my path to try to tell me that I could not be productive in my presence in God. Are you listening to me? Yep, people say, no devil, you're a liar. God has forgiven me. He has redeemed me. That person is dead and he has died forever. I am alive. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things passed away. All things became new. And now I am the seed and the soil of that where the living Word of God is alive and flourishing. Somebody ought to shout amen. Let me close with this. If Bill and the worship team come back. Keep your eyes right here on the outline. Do not look at them as they walk. You guys get distracted. Watch this. Watch point F. Watch. A woman's right to choose says this. I have the right to control over my body. That's the same lie that's in the church today. 
It's when you tell God, God, your word has no right to come in my heart. Your word has no right to redirect the course of my life. Your word has no right to be alive on the inside of me and change my destiny. I have the right to relationship without responsibility. I desire to do and have everything without responsibility and commitment of raising life. I want casual sex, casual relationship, pleasure without pressure, joy without sacrifice, love without consequence. The devil has been peddling the morning after pill to the church for centuries. You know what this week, you know what this week was in our nation? Watch it, watch. You know what this week was? National Condom Week. Have we come to that? We had a National Condom Week. Did you miss that in the news? It freaked me out. I heard it. This is national. And then they're interviewing these people. And entertainment celebrities, like, like they know what's happening. And now they're going to give us our moral. And so the moral advice, now watch this. The moral advice, if you can't abstain, we wish you would abstain. But if you can't abstain, at least use a condom. At least practice safe sex. Where nobody gets pregnant. You know what the devil says? I wish you would abstain from church. But if you can't abstain, at least go with your heart covered. So no seed can get planted in your womb. Go and have safe church. Go have safe church. So that you can come in. You can have all the pleasure. Woo! You can get everything. And then go home. And never have to birth anything. How many visions have been aborted in the womb before they ever could take a breath? How many churches have given themselves over to preaching a word that contains no power to produce life? It's a contraceptive gospel that pleases the hearer without the danger of producing real life. Seed is for the purpose of producing life. God ordained them male and female. Christ is the husband, the church is the bride. The purpose of union is to produce new life. Now watch. Here's the lie of our generation. We're being told, our ninth district court of appeals just said, same-sex couples are the same as. That's right. No, they are not. Why? Because they cannot produce life. Wait, wait, wait. But they desire the same life that a God-ordained union can produce. And so they can't produce it, so they have to adopt it and bring it in and, re- and tell you that it is the same. And it is a seed of deception. But to, <coughs> the same way it's working in the natural. I'm telling you, the church has gone gay in the fact that we are having a same-sex relationship with God where we are not open in a way. We have a womb. We are the bride of Christ. And I have a womb in my spirit. And I desire to be pregnant with the Word of God. And I want a union with the Almighty. I don't want some kind of counterfeit religion that tells me that this is the same as a real union with the Holy God. I want to conceive and I want to bring forth life. Is anybody here this morning? Hallelujah. National Condom Week. At least abstain or use a condom. Especially when you go to church. But if you get pregnant, if any seed finds its way into your heart, by all means, Exercise your right of choice to have control over your own life. You don't have to carry this to term and give birth. You can abort. Change a church. Go someplace else. They ask too much of you here. They want too much. They're pushing me. You're requiring. You're asking me into a commitment. Yes. That's what this is. And if the relationship gets too demanding, by all means, don't give in and get married. Just leave and go find another. 
So it's time to expose the lie, break the cycle, restore the truth, and give birth to the Word of God that's been sown of our life. God's will is that you become. You become. This morning I'm going to do what God told me to do Sunday night when I went down to preach at Harvard. He said, call everybody that's in the service up here that's ever been through our school of ministry. If you've been through our school of ministry at any time and you're in this service today or you're in there right now, get up here right now. Our friends, listen, listen. Our friends Darwin and Yolanda Benjamin, you know what they have a ministry doing? They have a ministry called Truth Ministry. You know what they do? They go and hold funerals for aborted babies. They go to churches and they give mothers who have aborted a life from their womb the opportunity to give a name to that child and to give that child an identity and to give that life recognition and to allow that life to be given an exit and closure and allow their hearts to be clean and allow God to work a restoration in their life. Can I tell you there are people that carry the pain of abortion and from a natural standpoint but spiritual standpoint. And God said this is what I was to do this morning was to pray for you. That whatever God put in your heart when you said yes I'll go to a school I'll be trained for the ministry that whatever God put in your heart that that dream would not be aborted that that purpose would not be let go of. And that you would weep this morning. That God would come upon you. And there would be a brokenness in you. And you could hear the cry of the lost. One more time. Because Jesus said, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. The fields are wide of the harvest. And there are people that are the Whitney Houston. All around us that are wrapped up in lies and brokenness and pain. And nobody's there to reach them. Nobody's there to help them. People are practicing a safe religion. They're afraid of the commitment. They're afraid of the cause and they're willing just to go through emotion and God's heart is breaking for a lost and dying world and if you can hear him today he'll send you to the lost, to the broken, to the wounded, to the hurt and the needy and he said when you've done it to them, you've done it unto me (laughs) oh God help us today help us today help us today Help us today. God, you spoke something into our hearts. We remember that first day, God. We heard your word. It came alive on the inside of it. We conceived life in us. We felt something planted in us. It was a sense of new life. We, we didn't know what it would be. We didn't know, but we knew something was formed. We felt life coming together. And we said, yes, we committed to it. We committed to it. God, let us hear today. Let us hear the cry. God, let us hear the cry. Let us hear the cry of the lost. God, I pray for these standing. God, I believe you've called them. I believe your call is upon them. I believe that life and seed has been planted in their wombs. I believe that purpose has never been aborted by you. Today, Father,